You're listening to season two of Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, composers, performers, and kids. Kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it so interesting and fun and sometimes strange. Because music is for you. I am your co-host, Arlene. And I am your co-host, Rebecca Lane, Sarah's mom and director and owner of the Lane School of Music. Let's Let's cue the music (laughs) welcome to another episode of kids cue the music i'm your co-host rebecca lane and i'm your co-host zara lane excellent and this is our other co-host and new joiner chirps welcome chirps hi so nice to have you with us today chirps chirps do you want to tell us a bit about your musical background still play the challenge any instrument might be tricky for you, given that you only seem to have feet and a beak. Uh, I don't think this play. particular stuff even has wings. Yeah. Mm. I do play a little bit of a keyboard, mm-hmm. but only on the guitar and the... Like the guitar sound on the yes, keyboard. and on So I basically play those two. You play those instruments on the keyboard. Yes. Got it. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us here today, Chirps. This is going to be great. Today we are talking about the five best pieces of classical music for kids. We've got a real great list here for you. Zara, do you have any favorite pieces of music? I really like the Hobbit music. It's pretty good. Yeah. You're a a movie music fan. You're a major John Williams fan, actually. And, you know, if you like movies... I do and you're listening. Songs. Anything by John Williams is super great music to listen to. Yeah, and I make my own music too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like your and own music. I forgot to mention that I also compose some music. Yeah, like Chirps has. Is this Chirps speaking again? Yes. Okay. You could recognize my voice, can't you? Well, I did music of the farm. I do a lot of farm music considering who I am and where I'm from. I'm from a, a barn because I you know, a chickadee. Chirps, what is farm music? I'm not really sure. I never considered that question. <laughs> my music is always, my music is like me, I guess. My music is all about finding places to sleep in a big, in a, in a small cap that I can barely fit into. It's a squish. One of my most famous pieces is a squish. Fitting into a cabin you cannot fit into because you're way too big, but you get into the cabin at the end and you regret it because you can't go. Well, you would love our first piece of music on our list because it is out of this world. It is The Planets by Gustav Holst. And this particular piece of music was written... Well, let, let me just ask you, Zara, have you heard this piece of music before? Yeah, I totally have. I'm pretty sure that the Star Wars thing completely came out of it. Yes, I yes, think it did. I think John Williams did copy a yeah. little bit of Holst <laughs> when he was writing Star Wars. You might recognize it because it's a very famous piece of music, and it has a different movement or section for each planet. I haven't heard it in a long time. So. Yeah, I mean, when we were listen- we listened to it a Which lot for a while. My favorite one, I can't remember. I think your favorite one was either Mars or Jupiter. Those are the best ones. Those oh, are the most what? famous ones, I should say. They're all good. I think, which one's, isn't Venus? Which one is the one with all the storms? Mm. There's all, a bunch of, oh, Jupiter, Jupiter. Miss Thompson can't look at any pictures of Jupiter because it scares her because like millions of Earths can fit into the eye. Oh, really? Miss <laughs> yeah. Thompson is your school teacher? Yeah. 
So the planets will just listen to a little clip of Mars. Marshmallow. Why does it say marshmallow? Mars. This is Mars. Marshmallow farming? What the? Here's Mars.
kind of reminds me of like you're hiding somebody in the hobbit's hide, hiding behind a bush or something <laughs> and or like Frodo or Sam's hiding behind a bush and they like they see a, a Nazgul and they're like really scared or something. Mars is actually called like a lot of them have subtitles. A lot of these movements have subtitles. So Mars is the bringer of war. And that's probably why you're hearing and imagining like an army marching past while you're hiding behind a Whoa. Okay. The next piece of classical music I'll that bet. you really should listen to oh, is yeah, Peter and the Wolf by Sergei Prokofiev. And this is a great piece of music. You've heard this before, Zara. And it's actually, it, it's all over the internet. If you just Google it, you'll find lots of amazing productions. We watched one at the beginning of the pandemic that was put on by a professional ballet company. And if I can find the link, I will add it. But do you remember it was made into a ballet? And that was really cool. But basically in Peter and the Wolf, there are all these different instruments that represent each animal. Do you remember what the different animals are? It was a cat or a wolf. There's a duck, mm. a bird. And there is. And there's Peter. I'm pretty sure there's a bear. Grandfather. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if there's a bear. I but anyway, there's, there's a different instrument to represent. I think there was a zebra too. There's definitely a zebra. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you it's know. It's not like a safari, Peter and the Wolf. It's like in, you know, some cold country. Maybe in Alaska. I was, I think it's probably Russia or something like that. Every time we read that Narnia mm-hmm. book with Ginger, you know, Ginger. Okay. The cat. Yeah. Holding his tail straight up in the air. Mm-hmm. I always imagined him like the cat we saw on the stage for some reason. Interesting. Remember, Interesting. I always imagined him black and white. That we saw on what stage? When we watched one of the Peter and the Wolf. Oh, you made them into the same cat. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> because um, I guess just the way they acted was so similar to me. And I couldn't imagine him being orange. So I just thought it was black and white. So we'll put a link to a really great production of Peter and the Wolf that you can listen to online in the show notes. Peter and the Wolf is a great piece of music. And there's a narrator, so you can hear what the story is. Of trouble that day, I saw a lot of animals, including a duck, a bear, a zebra, a wolf, a cat. Which I think, would Zara make a good narrator? I think she might. Yeah, I think I'd be a good actor, too. Moving on to piece number three, which is Canon in D by Johann Pachelbel. I don't even know that one. You probably do. And if I play it for you, you will recognize it because it's very famous. And it sounds like this.
Okay. We actually don't know what instruments Pachelbel wrote it for, but probably string instruments. Those are the kind of instruments that were really popular when he was writing music, like back in the 1600s. Which was how many years ago? Like 400 years ago, at least. The first line of musical terps. Now, the interesting of, thing... Of the Firewell family, because... Oh, dear, here we are back with terps again. Well, of course, I can hear this whole time, and I've been ignored. It's very rude, you know. My grandfather, I believe... My great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, I guess my ancestor, who was alive at that time. I believe his name was Chickadee Farewell. That's why I have a lot of my grandfather's names in my, in my name, because I have a lot of middle names. He wrote a song called Plants for Metal Pots about a plant who tried to grow on a windowsill with no, with, 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 with like a little patch of dirt with seed, but like not a plant pot, you know? It kind of grew, but not really. So I kind of forget what it's called now. What was it called again? Like, no idea. Plants need plant pots or something. Plants need metal pots, yeah. But so it was something like that. Uh, but he was talking about kind of you need support. Like you can't, like a plant, you can't really, um, what he was trying to say in a song is that you need to have support. You can't just walk around. Someone needs to support you, right? Like, thanks, Terps, for that. So, Canon and D. Canon and D has a section in it called the Canon, which is, I think it's eight different notes, and they get repeated by the basso continuo, usually played by the cello, over and over and over again throughout the entire piece of music while the violins play almost like variations on top. They play interesting stuff. Another thing to understand about Canon and D as you're listening to it is that usually it's played with three violins and a cello or two violins, a viola and a cello. And the top three instruments, the violins and viola, play the same part but they start at different times. Around. It is like around, but sort of like a really long round. Like they never go back to the beginning and start again. They just play all the way through to the end. But everyone starts at a different time. And it sounds beautiful. It's a very famous piece of music. It's often played at weddings. And it's in lots of movies. You will probably recognize it if you hear it. Back of bells, canon and deep. Wait, how does it go again? You want to no, can sing it, right? That's the violent part. The cello part is. Um, Jupiter is still stuck in my head. Jupiter. We haven't even listened to Jupiter. No, we listen to Mars. Uh, Mars. I mean, you should listen to Jupiter as well, though. If you're going to go listen to the planets, Jupiter is like maybe one of the most beautiful pieces of music. Sometimes it makes me cry when I hear it. Actually, Jupiter. Wait. Every time I hear it played live, I wait do cry. Wait, is is Jupiter? What's Jupiter like? Is it like a calm song? You want to go back to Jupiter for a second? No, but is it calm? Is it a it calm has song? two different sections in it. But is it calm? That's all I want to it know. It does have a calm section. What? If it has lots of storms, why would it be calm? Well, it so Jupiter is the subtitle for Jupiter is a bringer of jollity. What does jollity mean? Joy. What? Like jovial. If it joy. has storms, help. And I don't think though the thing though, Zara is. So we're back in, in the planets for a second. The, the way that Holst wrote the different movements to represent each planet, he wasn't thinking of, you know, what's happening on each planet. The planets have a deep history of mythology behind them. Greek? Yeah. And so that's kind of what he was talking about when he 
made it the bringer of jollity. That's what he was thinking of, like the, the mythology behind the planet, mm-hmm. not scientifically what's happening or like the weather on Jupiter. Yeah, that's why Miss Donaldson can't stand it. Jupiter, yeah. Okay, we're moving on to piece number four. So we've done The Planets by Hulse, Peter and the Wolf by Prokofiev, Canon and D by Packledall. Carnival of the Animals, about... Carnival of the Animals. Do you know the composer of this one? Me. I'm Carnival. Sure I wrote a song like that, but it wasn't... Carnival of the Animals is by Camille Sesson. Can you must be of, another Carnival of the Animals. Can you think I didn't any? write any songs like that, but I, I did wrote, write something. Wait, is this you or is this Chirps? It's just Chirps. Oh, Chirps wrote. Okay. All right. Go on. Because I wrote a song called Animal Who Joined the Carnival, which I got confused because I about to say that. Do you remember any of the animals that are included in Carnival of the Animals? This is a question for Zara or Chirps. No idea. I don't even know I know the song. So there are a couple of like, you know, uncommon, like less popular ones. There's um, lizards. Snakes, yes. cobras, anything reptile, like fossils and aquarium. But the most what? Yeah, that's weird. The most popular one is the swan, and it's a solo played by the cello, cello, just one, I think, and it is very beautiful. I'm pretty well sure I watched a claymation of this. A what? A claymation of the Carnival of the Animals. A claymation? What's that? A claymation. Oh, claymation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a animation, but out of clay. Yeah, I think actually we have that link and we can probably put that in the show notes too because that was a really cool one. So we'll include that. Yeah. Carnival of the Animals has a different movement for a bunch of different animals. They're all really cool. And uh, the swan is the most famous one. It is just for one cello. I forgot. I was thinking like, is it just that it's often played by one cello and... So I'm forgetting, but I think even in the original version, it was meant just for one cello.
Last but certainly not least, number five, we have Flight of the Bumblebee. And I don't know if you know this piece of music, Sarah. Have you heard of this one before? No, 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 no. Flight of the Bumblebee is composed by Nikolai Rimsky-Korsakov. And it's from an opera that he wrote called The Tale of the Tsar Sultan. This piece of music was basically meant to evoke a chaotic and rapidly changing flying pattern of a bumblebee. Okay, it's like a, bumbles, bumblebees have those those kinds of wings, right? They, they like move like millions of times in a second. Exactly. Yeah. Very fast. And so, and it's very buzzy sounding. This piece of music has been adapted for lots of different instruments, but we're going to listen to one of them here now. Thank you. 
So yeah, when you listen to it, you can really imagine a bee buzzing around. Sounds very buzzy. Yeah, there's like this. There's like this boy sitting in his backyard, and there's a bee, and then he starts going like this to get the bee away. He starts flapping his hand to get the bee away, and then it starts stinging him. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Five pieces of classical music that are really great to listen to and that you really ought to know. Yes. And we're going to make a, a YouTube playlist, I think, and put these all together so that you can listen to them. We've got some great compilations here, and then we'll link to it in the show notes. There are tons and tons of recordings, all of these pieces on the internet. You just have to Google the name and you'll find tons of, of different versions of it. But we'll put some of our favorites in the show notes so that you can just click on that and have a listen to the whole thing. Hope you had a great time with us this week. Chirps, do you have anything left to say? I think you probably should post a picture of me so I know what I look like. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe a picture of me trying to squish into cabinet like my song. So, Chirps, we'll make you famous. Don't even worry about it. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Kids Cute Music. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to follow us on iTunes and follow us on social media at Lane School of Music. I'm Zara Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. See you next time on Kids Cue the Music. music.